Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Sunday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show this morning is Jace, and it's October 1st. It's October. It doesn't feel like it yet, but it's coming, they claim, and I'm patiently awaiting. Anyway, our sponsors today, Boyd's One Stop, and looking at weather in Galveston, it's uh, they're calling for those east winds. Pretty breezy again today, but uh, looks like it's 84 degrees down on the island. Sunshine to start off the day. A few afternoon clouds later on in the afternoon, but uh, high of 87 east winds, 15 to 25 miles per hour. And tonight, some passing clouds with a low of 82 east-southeast, 10 to 20. And for tomorrow, mostly sunny skies with gusty winds. They'll be developing during the afternoon with a high of 86 east winds, 20 to 30 miles per hour so east winds are and that's pretty normal i've seen a lot of falls where we pulled a you know a week or two of these east winds so that's pretty that's somewhat normal anyway all right looking at galveston channel tide predictions for today we had a low just after midnight we have a high coming in at 5 17 a.m it's a 1.6 then a low at 12.07 p.m at 0.3 and a high at 7.49 p.m. or 1.9. And uh, sunrise this morning, 7.12 a.m. Sunset, 7.05 p.m. Our moon phase, 97%. We're coming off those two beautiful moons. All right, looking at uh, offshore right now, the buoy out there showing an east wind at 18, gusting to 22. Air temperature is 85, water temp 85. And the Galveston Channel, it's 84 degrees with 86-degree water with an east-southeast wind 11 to 16. And Eagle Point, it's east-southeast 14 to 18. And pretty much the same up at Morgan's Point. So got a lot of east in the wind this morning. And it uh, should crank higher as the day goes on, according to the forecast. Anyway, it is just a forecast. All right. Let's go to the Tri-Bay area and check in with a hammer this morning, Captain Glenn Hammond, see what he's up to. Good morning, Glenn. What's up? Good morning, sir. Everything's great. The wind is up this morning. Yes. We've got a – it's blowing 16 and gusting to 19 southeast right now. 
I walk out on the porch and it's quite breezy. Mm. Won't be one of those days. But uh, like you said, that east wind, we're kind of a uh, sure feels better than that south wind, though. I'll take it. It Man, really does. It, it, and it cut back to that uh, humidity, uh, everything just feels so much better with it coming out the east. But uh, it doesn't make fishing that much better because it piles of water on us. And I think uh, that's a problem. I had a couple of guys come down on Friday morning. Uh, the White, uh, Mr. White and Mr. Black. Uh, I had a I had a Ron That's White. That's their real names, really. White and Black. Real, Ron White and Kent Black. They're best of friends. Newspaper. <laughs> I know, but they've been best of friends for years and years. And they used me. They used me seven years ago, and I, I I started looking back in my logs to see if I could find their names. I never did. I didn't go back far enough because I I was going back about five years. Anyway. Uh, they came down and uh, it was blowing. Uh, <laughs> we got out there about seven o'clock uh, using live live shrimp underneath the popping cork. Same old broken record for me. It seems like right now because it's working and I'm going to stay with it. But uh, we got out there, Captain Mickey, and uh, one of them hung up around a crab trap. There we, we got kind of close to the shore. Right about that time, we were getting those heavy winds. That was a that kind of a weird front that blew through off of the Gulf. There was some bad storms out there and they started kind of coming on shore uh, right around 9.30, I guess. Uh, he hung up around a crab trap and so I, I, I power pulled up and pulled the anchor up and I go over there and uh, try to get this, cra this uh, crab trap or get the, we got his line out from around it. So when I was backing out away, that wind picked up and it really got choppy. And I mean, my mobile Carolina was up and down, boy, just rocking and rolling. And uh, and I went to start the motor, and uh, it died. I, I put it in gear, and it died. Uh -oh. And I went to put it in gear again, and it died. And you know what? I backed up right it over that turn rope. It wrapped around the prop. It oh, tore that boy. styrofoam bubble to pieces. Uh, I leaned over the back of the boat far as I could. And here, here's what just killed me is I didn't have a decent knife on the boat of all the knives I have. <laughs> and, and I didn't have a, That's I had a little bit of hammer. I, I know, buddy, don't uh, worry. I'm getting, you didn't even have a case I'm, knife in your pocket or nothing. Huh? I, I had this little old chicken knife yeah, that's chicken, in the bottom yeah, of my, okay. yeah. <laughs> any, anyway, I had this little video <laughs> knife that was in my tool bag. And uh, I leaned over the back and I tried my best. And I couldn't, man, that was the dullest knife in the world. You I just said, okay. It? I said, no, I couldn't. It was, it was, it was. What was it sucked down it, between it the lower the, unit and the prop? It had a double hitch knot tied on there. And, you know, uh, I, and I was in gear and I couldn't move the prop. And I should have thought about putting it in neutral where I could spin it a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, cap, Captain Overboard. About three foot of water, man. Here I go. And uh, I get back there, and I finally got that little knife to working and got that thing cut off of there. I saved it because I know whose crab traps they are, uh, and it's a buddy of mine. And uh, I saved his tag for him because, you know, they got those Parks and Wildlife, the little orange tags on their uh, – uh, every one of them has to have one, too, uh, right. on their little buoy. When the, the styrofoam buoy that marks the trap, they have to have that little orange tag on there. But anyway – I kept it for him. That's all. That's all was left of it. Cause boy, it made mincemeat out of that out of that trap. 
uh, I mean, and luckily oh, you it didn't wrap up in there too. Oh yeah, no, it did. I had wire around the problem, I mean, and I had to had to get the trap off of the Looked deal like before I could get the, get to the <laughs> rope. However, all this time, the wind had picked up to thirty miles an hour, and it's bouncing me up against a bank on this oyster shell. And uh, I'm just going, man, I got to get out of here. So I walked the, the back of the boat around, away from the bank, got it out in deeper water, and then went and hopped in there, and we backed out of there and headed on, buddy. So we had only had one little old trout in the box. Well, we got about halfway home, and, and the skies started clearing again. I said, you know, I ain't going to do this to you guys. I said, y'all want to go back? I said, look, it's cleared up. Y'all want to go out for another hour? Sure, sure, sure. So we went back and we ended up getting, uh, I ended up getting them a couple of nice reds. Uh, I think they got another black drum, a couple of little smaller black drums. But anyway, they ended up with a couple of reds, a couple of specks and the sand trout. Uh, it wasn't really great action. And I think because we had, again, we had no tide movement. It was like on Thursday, we caught fish, but somehow or another it just wasn't, help, we didn't have any tide helping us out. So, uh, and that was just like it was on Friday, man. That tide just wouldn't move. And plus, it was bulled up. And uh, you couldn't even find the reefs. And I normally fish because they had a foot of water over the top of them. I mean, you can. I got everything marked and everything. But still, it was tough to, it was just tough. The fish were scattered. You could tell they were. And uh, there's no doubt about it. When you got that much water in the bay, they're not going to stay concentrated in one little bitty area for very long. Yeah. Um, at least we couldn't find them that way anyway. Well, I bet but, the next uh, time somebody throws in a crab trap, you'll say, hey, break that trinket trash off. We'll tie some new new terminal tackle on there. Yeah, I know. I'll cut that line in a heartbeat next time. I, I don't know. That I, my guys me. throw a lure in one. I said, you know, I've told you all these crab traps right here, they have a rope on them, and they got a wire <laughs> cage at the bottom of them. Don't throw near them. But they, they do it invariably. So, well, just put your thumb uh -huh. on the spool and pull back and break it off. We'll tie you another jig on, bud. Yeah. Yeah, well, anyway, it didn't help him that smoothly. <laughs> no. I was wet. I was wet for the rest of the morning, and uh, my tennis shoes were wet. And Anyway, uh, so what we do, what we do to put those fish in the box for those people. Anyway, they had a great time, and. And uh, they went out yesterday, and they couldn't catch anything. There's a million. I bet we caught 15, 18 and a half inch redfish. No, well, no joke. Sign, though. No. Those will all be keepers next year. Oh, and they were beautiful bronze. Every one uh -huh. of them are just, just standing out, just glowing. Man, it's kind of like they're pumped up. I don't know what it is with the color of them right now, but they are beautiful. Anyway, we had probably. Uh, two or three undersized specks, and then we had uh, at least 15 uh, redfish, I know we caught, that were undersized. So there was just enough action to keep them busy and keep them, keep them interested. Mm. Um, so we, we got through the day. Yesterday, we had 20-mile-an-hour east winds down here. So, uh, and like I said, it's blowing. It's up to 19, 20 miles an hour right now. If you're headed down to this tri-bay area, uh, it's going to be quite breezy today, so batten your, your baseball caps down on your hat, on your head, and uh, we'll get through this. But anyway, the live bait has been our deal. We're not doing too much artificial right now. That's coming, but uh, there's still plenty of bait in the bay. 
we're just matching the hatch using live shrimp and whatever else we can. I haven't, I ain't had a croaker on the boat in, in quite a while. I mean, I've only, I think I only used them two or three times this summer. Didn't really do that good on them. And I think, I've, I think hands down live shrimp uh, caught more fish than. I think it's been that, that way all year. And now the guys waiting have been doing better with croakers. You know, mm -hmm. getting better fish. Bucket draggers are right. doing better. But for right. fishing, from what I hear, uh, live shrimp kind of was king this year. Mm-hmm. Plenty of them down in this area. They're you not know, shrimp. The guys I know that throw throw bait all the time. They did really good on shrimp. Well, they're, uh, uh, the shrimp boats down here in this area that I talk to are only bringing in like 30 pounds a drag. You know, and that's not very much shrimp, but they are smaller shrimp. The ones that they're bringing in from over on the Galveston side, man, these son of a guns will hurt you, you buddy. Put a saddle on these big. over here, man. There's some big ones. Yeah, these are these are big old shrimp. But you know what? The redfish don't care. The trout don't care. They're no, still they don't care what size it is. They don't care what size that shrimp you is. Know, a lot man. of our little shrimp, they'll be coming out of the marsh with this next front. That one we get next week, we'll get a. We'll get some bird action going and some pencil pop. That's one here thing, we go, man. That, that's one thing I haven't seen is any ducks flying. You know, I'm always looking because I'm always out there early, 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 and they fly so low and they wait. They take off. They hate. They they hang out in the middle of the bay. You know what I mean? They're smart. Yeah, and if then, it's uh, calm, they'll raft up in the middle. I don't think we got enough down yet to get any of that rafting going on, but. Yeah, I hadn't seen are, any flies. Those teal are buzzing the marsh right now. A few spoonies. I've seen a few pintails. It's coming. It's coming. It is, just like deer season. Got to get ready for I, I don't know. I just love feeling that east wind. I, we felt three months of that south wind, southwest uh, wind. Yeah. And uh, ended up to my like neck sweet, with that. Sweet east. That's right, buddy. Sweet east and plenty of water to work with. Plenty of water. And that old saying, uh, when the wind's in the east, the fishing is least, not for our basis. Right. No. When the wind's in the west, the fishing's the best. Wrong. Right. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely wrong, buddy. All right, oh. Hammer. Well, hey, bud, if uh, yes, somebody sir. wants to call you about coming down the Tri-Bay area and fishing this fall with you around there, how do they get a hold of you, buddy? Thank you. You, you, you bet. I got plenty of openings. Uh, they can always reach me at 713. Two zero eight zero six eight three. Y'all have a great fun Sunday, buddy, and I appreciate you, Captain. All right, Make Glenn. You... See you, bud. Later. Okay. All right. All right. That's a hammer down in the Tri Bay area. It's time for a break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show 417 here in the Bayou City. Let's run down to Freeport now. Let's check in with Captain Jeff Naylor. See what's up with him. All right, Naylor, what's going on, man? Oh, what's up, Captain Mickey? How you doing this morning? Oh, man, and glad it's Sunday. Oh, you ain't kidding. I stayed up late like probably the rest of Texas did watching the Astros. Uh, yeah, I'm a little fuzzy this morning. A little out of my feet. We got Monty with us this morning. Hey, Monty. What's up, buddy? Good morning. Monty Carter. <laughs> you ever caught a fish before, Monty? Uh, Have you killed any? <laughs> I like to in the face. That's The Astros, they pulled it off. Huh? We, we oh, no, it. without drama. You know, it just... Uh, oh. Oh man, when he put Graveman in, I just I wanted to throw the remote through the TV. I knew what was coming. It just <laughs> invariably. But we just are, thank man, God our, for Naris. Yeah, no kidding, man. Our our bats just can't get working good. It's just isn't it just isn't that pathetic? I, man, I always thought of us being like a three or four point a game minimum team. You know, if we didn't score more than three or four, we probably wasn't going to win. Well, we just held on by the skin of our chinny-chin-chin last night. It was one-run wins. It's us. I eat score zero. You're absolutely right. I mean, you know, it was a win. That's what it was. And, uh, but, boy, we, I mean, we had to battle it out. We're, <laughs> I tell you what, I hope we get a couple of things off, you know, real soon and get tightened up a little bit before we go into the postseason. Well, I, they better – they better. They need hats for bats. They need to call Joe Boo. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, so I guess I'm, I'm. I still don't understand how we clinched the. Uh, you know what? It doesn't matter. Anyways, the, the Mariners uh, lost. They're lim- They're totally out of it now. Now, if, right, they'll come, if they'll come through today and beat Texas, and we win again, then we get. We win the. Uh, AFC Central, right. AFC. Listen to me, <laughs> you know the Major League Central. Yeah, and then uh, well, the, and Texas has to lose one, right? So Texas has to lose one, and we got. Well, yeah, and we'll be tied with them, same amount of wins and losses, but we we hold the tiebreaker because we smoked them so bad during all the series. Yeah, and we played them this year. Yeah. Well. There was there were so many probabilities, you know. If Seattle could have come through and and made it and tied the Rangers for first, then they would have won, or the Rangers would have won a tiebreaker because they beat Seattle so many times during series. So, yeah, I got you. Well, I got. I don't. Know. I think I kind of like the wild card look. You know, go to Minnesota. You know, we play better on the road anyway, and then. Uh, after we beat the Twins, and if the Rangers can pull it out, then we'll play them for the in the division series. That's true. I mean, did pretty good on last time. So, yeah, I guess you, you 
make a good point. Still, the the road's going to go through Tampa Bay or Baltimore and ALCS. So somebody yeah. better get it together. <laughs> yeah, tighten up. Gonna be tough with the Texas teams this year, that's for sure. I mean, golly, Atlanta. They're, uh, I mean, they didn't stop rolling. Seems like. But uh, yeah, man, woke up this morning. Well, looked at my green light as usual, man, and that uh, golly, that tide's got to be enough, you know, a foot higher than it ever has been. Yeah, know, we're on a low tide right now. We're on an incoming starting at, you know, high tides at five. But man, when I I left my house, and I'm way behind Galveston Channel up my way, and, man, that tide was in the grass. That east wind really pumped some water in here, man. Oh, oh man, I'm telling you. If, that, if that's a good night, I mean, if, if the tide's still coming up, my, my little sling, it, uh, I better go up there and pull it up a little bit. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> be off there pretty soon. Gee. The wind's blowing, too. Oh, man, it's cranking. Yeah. yeah. We finally got hit, you know, last week. Uh, uh, Megan and I have been walking every day after work, and uh, that red tide kind of made it up here in the uh, old river here in Freeport. And, you know, there wasn't a ton of de- dead fish, which is good, but you could, you know, you see all that red tide and stuff on top of it. So, yeah, uh, it, was a, it was a ton of dead fish in the brazos. Yeah. Monty yeah, says man. he went, he, he was, he was gigging last weekend, and said there were just, I mean, hundreds of them. Everywhere, flounder and gar, flounder and gar. Yeah, but, uh, a red tide takes no prisoners. It'll tell you what you had the majority of in that area. Yeah, you know what species of fish you had. Everywhere, Man. dead flounder. Everywhere, everywhere. Man, that's you know, terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's not looking good Pretty- for the fall run for certain areas. Man, that's that that bites big time. You know, the, the the general report I'm getting, too, is pretty stagnant all the way around. I mean, you know, uh, uh, Shark and them said the redfish aren't quite really biting yet. I mean, uh, you know, as far as the bull red run, stuff like that. And flounder haven't been getting off yet. Same thing I'm seeing down here. Most of the guys uh, guys around here are fishing in the harbor, as a matter of fact. I mean, I mean they're pretty much catching sand trout and, and mangrove snapper. Oh, and mangrove back. snapper. <laughs> Lots of mangroves, and that's good. That's you good. know, but uh, yeah, heck, I mean, handful. I'm still catching some uh, red snapper here up in the harbor, little small ones. Really? Yeah. Well, that's yeah. something I've never done is catch a red snapper in the, you know, in a harbor up in the bay like that. Oh yeah, yeah. They, uh, uh, you know, they're they're few and far between, but they do catch a handful of them. Sure. And uh, I mean, heck, it'd be beautiful. One day, if I don't have to drive even outside the jetties, <laughs> I wouldn't be upset. I promise you that. And days like this, you know, it's uh, even the last week. It's been really, uh, uh, you know, it, it the the report shows that it'd be you know zero to one foot. Yeah, it's about zero to one foot first thirty minutes, and then the rest yeah. of it, you know, yeah. three foot. Get your butt whooped all the way back in, you know. I bet it's sloppy out there right now. Oh yeah, last weekend we were you we were. Know uh, I was talking to Mickey, and I said, "Mickey, you know, I looked outside, and it was just glass. It was just yeah. oil slick." That didn't last Man. long, did it? No, no. You were telling me <laughs> he, 
First thing he said, the buoy's showing 15 to 22 knots. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm glad I ain't doing it. It's, uh, you know, it's it's been, you know, this time of the year right now, uh, the shrimp boats have kind of been back and forth a little bit. You know, uh, my buddy Matt out of Freeport here, he's still catching a few. He's not catching a bunch. He had one, one trip last weekend that he did about, I think, 10 or 12 on. Yeah. And, uh, which is not, I mean, you expect a lot more. Yeah. up yesterday. I seen on Facebook. He done. Yeah, he told me. He told me uh, September he was done. So, blue, blue uh, action charters out of Freeport. There, he's he's finished up for the season. But uh, you know, the the shrimp boat thing's kind of been going off and on, and really a lot of folks been kind of paying attention to the uh, uh, sword fishing, and sword fishing's actually been pretty. Pretty hit or miss too. Seems like uh, mm-hmm. you know this. This uh, I think this the moon phase and all that kind of stuff has got these fish a little, a little yeah. off kilter a little bit. But uh, I think we'll uh, we got we got a trip coming up this weekend, and then after that we're just going to be onesie twosie in it for a little while. Man, we're back into this fall fall pattern and. I tell you what, after, after next week, after that cold front comes through, I, if they're still around, I tell you what, it, some of the best catches I've ever had, the shrimp boats especially, it's been in October, that first good cold front or two, yeah, and right. they'll start coming closer, you know, in that 130-foot range, like that, 140, 150-foot range. So, I mean, I think that's what we're going to okay. Yeah, I mean, that and Vermilion Snappers basically is where you're at. But uh, I don't know, man. We'll kind of see how it goes. Uh, well, there just wasn't a lot of good fishing days offshore this year, was there? It's kind of a fifty-fifty you know, window, wasn't it? It, it you know, it, it's so weird because uh, we actually ran a lot of trips, you know, per capita, you know, as right. far as per, per week. Um, versus what we did in the previous years, and and really the weather was snotty, pretty much three quarters of them. I mean, you know, it was just rough enough to have to go, but you know, not rough enough to cancel, kind of thing. And right, man, and in was, between, it was a boat whooper. And I tell you what, man, I mean, this year, if I had not done all that work to my boat last year, I don't think it would have survived. I'm fairly certain. <laughs> it, it was a, it, it beat my boat up pretty good. I have, I can't, and this is our fourth season on that boat. I've never had a, uh, had to fix a weld on it or anything on the T-top. And I can already tell that I've got some real stress points already happening at T-top this year. So it took a, it took a whooping yeah, along with me. Yeah, don't realize, man, rough water on these boats. I mean, it just, uh, you know, it better, be, it better be put together right. That's all I got to say. It takes its toll right. on everything. Just think what it's doing to your body. Oh, man. Uh, you know, I'm right there with you. This is the first year, I'll be honest with you, this is the first year when I was done, when I did that, after after my real my, my longest week, at the end of that week, man, I probably thought about selling the boat twice in the same week. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> man, May and I were just beat to death. And, and Monty ran a bunch of trips, too, and I and, – yeah, you know, we all work regular jobs too to actually pay for all this. So it's uh have to go back was, to work to heal up and rest up, man. That's it. 
I mean, Monty never gets a day off. He's, he's cranking them left and right all the time. Yeah. What an animal. What an animal. That's it, man. They want you to death, man. They try to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> they don't matter. They won't cancel nothing. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> man, it's hard. You know, you get, get your customers, and they, and they, you know, somebody wants to go, and, yeah. you know, hey, if it's not, you know, it's one of the judgment calls. It's yeah. been like that all year, though, man. It has a, you know, two and a half foot, three foot, you know. Yeah, if they ain't got a name on it, just send us. We're going to go get them. Yeah. There you go. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's going to be good today, hey, boys. Man. At least it don't have a name on it. We're going. Yeah. That's it. You just look at them if they're smiling. You just smile back and keep going. <laughs> well, i tell you what. The uh, uh, Casey's with us next week. He, he's down in uh, – actually, no, he's in College Station this week with his son. And uh, – He's going to be back next week and probably for the next couple of weeks, I think. But, uh, you know, the flight this year, he gave me the report uh, a couple of days ago. He said the flight of uh, Dub was good this year. It was uh, yes. a mixed bag on top of that. So a lot of white wing, a lot of uh, morning doves, both. Um, yeah, it's weird. One day you kill nothing but morning doves. The next day it's white wings all over the place. It just, hey, it's a dove bird and it's flying by and it's getting shot. Yeah, they all, they all taste about the same. They look all of them look the same sitting on the cleaning table. Yeah, dead, dead birds. He's, he's pretty happy with that. He's got the his deer deer looking real good too. He says um, they've been feeding a lot, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, like he was talking. I, I think he said it on the on the program a couple of weeks ago. But uh, you know, the only place that's not in drought is right down there along the Rio Grande. Uh, Apparently, Grizo's kind of about average, yeah. you know, rainfall-wise. He's got a couple of good uh, uh, settling ponds too, so he's got he's got water, and, and you know, he said all the animals are down there doing good. So, looks yeah. like deer season is going to turn out to be a pretty good pretty good year, according to him. It's always a good year in South Texas. Oh man, I tell you what, he's probably down for a good cold snap too. Good cold snap down oh, there yeah. ought to really turn them on. Yeah. But uh, that's a nice deer. Where'd you say? Where'd you say? Uh, Blaine, Blaine Branch was in comparison to Carrizo. Uh, it's in Jim Hogg County. It's um, there at uh, Hebronville, or just outside of Hebronville, towards the border. He's about thirty minutes from Laredo. Oh, okay, you go for a south. Yeah. yeah, he's right there around, uh, you know, Rialitos, and you know. Right through there, he's below Freer. How, how's his deer looking? He said they're looking really good. He's seeing some really nice bucks early, you know, while yeah. he's feeding the roads, you know, for quail and everything. And uh, looks pretty good, man. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, something to look forward to. We're uh, We're pretty excited. The uh, you know I, I I mentioned last week about the the windmill farms. And I know everybody, boy, I tell you, the it goes about fifty fifty. Anybody I talk to, but 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 here we had a, we had a meeting last week with uh, 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 Texas Land Commissioner. Her name's Dawn Buckingham, mm-hmm. and uh, you know what? It's it's just weird in Texas. I have to be honest with you. It's weird in Texas because you know you think you sit with. Uh, 
you know, the governor or something like that. You know, he'd have Secret Service or some kind of you know, security yeah. entourage, something like that. And, you know, you'd think, man, this guy's important, you know. Well, that lady right there, she's important. Let me tell you, she had a whole entourage with her, man. It was like, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a little intimidating, to be honest with you. And she was really cool, calm, and collected, which is really neat. But, uh, yeah, she is not into the windmill farms at all. So yeah. it's going to be a, a while before we can make – well, I say it. You know, I don't want to – I don't want to – I really don't know. But uh, she wasn't too excited about it. I say that much. That ain't going to happen. Yeah. And so as it turns out, the federal government can lease all the land they want to offshore outside of Nine Miles, and they can make – you know, you can get permitted through them and everything else. But as it turns out, you actually have to bring the service lines across state waters. So, you, I mean, yeah, those yeah. big old women farms won't be on Texas state land, but the cables coming through to land would be, and that's the problem. That's going to be the itch. So, you know, it's, it's a, uh, as far as our area, we could definitely use it. Our construction folks, they really need some extra work here, and, and I think it would boost our economy tremendously. And that's my fight is the whole thing to begin with. But, uh, you know, it uh, it's going to be an uphill battle. And maybe something will come along, you know, in the maybe meantime. So. This carbon capture, I still don't understand it. It's kind of like magic to me, but. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> Let me knock this break out. We'll come back and talk some more about that. I'll be right back to you. You guys hang on. I'll be right back. All right, you listen to the Outdoor Show. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Well, I left Kentucky back in 49 and went to Detroit working on a... Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 438 here in the Bayou City. Let's go back and talk some more with the boys in Freeport. All right, gentlemen, we are back. Back in action. Back, back in action. action. So just just a little brief into on the on the uh, 
on that meeting that we had. I, I'm going to leave it this. I don't want to get too crazy with it. But uh, when we went to Galveston last week, we did another meeting with the uh, Fishermen's Association, you know, Scott and uh, Hickman, a few others, a lot of the guys from Freeport, I mean, excuse me, uh, Galveston area and, all, and that kind of thing. And, uh, right. You know, they're very supportive of it. Uh, I think the fishermen overall are very supportive of it because of the structure that it makes, you know, and uh, I, I know, i tell you this, you know, uh, Hilton, Tom Hilton had a permit out to build some fads out there. Yeah, I mean, right. he, and he already had funding and everything for them. Well, those permits that he's trying to get have taken too long. I mean, they keep rejecting them. I'm not exactly sure. I wish I knew the exact details why they have not been issued yet or installed, really, for that matter. So we talked to uh, the land commissioner, Don, about, you know, even creating structures outside of that. You know, what can we do to build? As it turns out, you know, when they go build an artificial reef with the biology studies and everything that go along with it, it's a very expensive process, and it takes a lot of time, a lot, you know, years to do that yeah. and uh you know so the kind of the the indirect advantage to some of this windmill farm stuff is that they're going to put this habitat back out there and most people believe that the uh that the what they call a jacketed style which is your traditional oil rig type four-legged you know a-frame type stance would be the base of it in the water and uh it's been proven that uh, uh, amberjacks, for one, uh, do very well in a in an oil rig platform type, you know, structure. Yeah. And, and you know, so it's it's a pretty big advantage for us as far as the, the fishing goes, I think, um, more than anything. And basically, you know, the fishermen don't have to go and find a bunch of money to go put something else out there. You know that it. Basically, they're going to be building it for us. So that I think that was kind of the, the takeaway from that meeting last week. Everybody seemed to be on board. I yeah, you know, I really don't. You know, I don't know about the windmill farm thing being you know good for Texas or bad. You know, as far as the energy that it produces, uh, you know, and that kind of stuff. But as far as the fishermen go, you know, it's it'd be nice to have some structure out there. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. I know. Tom spent a lot of, a lot of time and effort and money and everything else on that project. He's been doing. How long has he? He's been doing that a long time. I think this is. You know, he was looking for funding last year, and uh, and we and ended up getting all uh, a majority of it. The, mm-hmm. the fads, I want to say, were not crazy expensive. I think they were in the between fifty and a hundred grand a piece. Now, fad is different from. That's a lot know, of money in my books. <laughs> it's a lot of money, right? I mean, then, it, then you got to barge them up and take them out there. I mean, that's that's big I think money too. Probably, that's probably the majority of that cost, you know. But yeah. if, when you look at the other uh, uh, stuff that Tom has d- done in the past, the uh, the pyramids with the uh, concrete stuff, now that's expensive. You're talking yeah. three, yes. four million dollars, you know, at minimum. And I don't know exact figures. Please don't quote me on that, but. Uh, you know, they, they were building them over here at Freeport, and you could watch them, and they're sitting over there uh, building yeah. those concrete structures for, shoot, six months, I bet, and, and truck them all out there and dump them. And, you know, there's a lot of those already set up within 30 miles of, of oh, yeah. both galleries. You know, and there's a lot of them. A lot of people don't know about them. Y'all should go fish them because they're going to be good here pretty soon. Anyhow, the, 
you know, it's a lot different. Uh, those fads are, are basically a big old anchor with a cable that comes up. So, you're, you know, the structure itself is not very big. It's not a, you know, you're basically making one drop. You, the whole thing floats, so it sits up, you know, 100 foot below the surface or something like that. Or, you know, a couple of them actually have buoys that sit, sit on the top of the water and that kind of thing. We start talking about trying to take down you know, oil rig or take a platform out there or something like that, yeah. you know, that gets really expensive. You know, you got big cranes involved and big big shipping companies and this and that. And, a lot uh, of money. Yeah, a lot of money, a lot of money. So that, that's just a big advantage as far as the fishing goes, you know, on this side. I've never fished one Tom Hilton spots. Never. No. You know, I'm not a big, I'm not a big fan of going to, Fishing a lot of the artificial structures, but my 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 whole deal with the artificial structures is everybody knows about them, right? So you, that's why I stay away from oil rigs because everybody knows where they're at. Yeah. You got all the all the recreational guys on there, which is totally cool. I mean, yeah. I, it's probably amazing fishing on them. I just don't go fishing because I don't want to be around the crowd. I want to be out by myself. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. That's just my personal choice. But uh, and you know it's. I think this big, the big push, too, is, in fact, the amberjack. So, I mean, they did this great amberjack count. They're finding that when they get around areas that are uh, have a lot of structure, like oil rigs and stuff like that, it's, um, they're a lot more prevalent. You know, yeah. apparently fish do really well if they're within that confines of that structure. Oh, yeah. And uh, when, like here off of Freeport, you go out of Freeport, I bet you uh, maybe you'll see six rigs between land yeah, and 100 miles. They're, they're all gone. They're gone, uh, man. That's right. That's... Just yanked one out uh, this year, the, one of the last stems that we had out there about 60 miles. Yeah, they're taking them. And uh, mm. so I like that. If you ran straight out from Freeport, you'd hit one one little stem right offshore. Then you wouldn't see another one until about 60 miles. And yeah. when you got out about 75, 80, you'd see two more. Yeah, they're, they're disappearing. Yeah, five between here and 100 miles. That's just insane. You know, that's uh, it's such a loss of habitat. It really is. Oh, yeah. it, it, it is. Detrimental. I mean, it, you know, the gov doesn't offer offer a lot of habitat, and those uh, those structures are key. Very much. Very much. Luckily, I think that the industry has started to, to come around a little bit in terms of how they're deconstructing these things. I think the uh, the talk now is to try to cut the majority of them 200 foot below the surface yeah. and leave the re remaining feet and all that Yeah, down have some there. bottom structure, sure. And that's all it takes, really. I mean, it, it really does. You know, the further out you get, the bigger those, those structures are down below the yeah. surface, right? So, I mean... Here, you know, inshore, the all the all the feet and everything, it it, it doesn't cover as much area as the ones that are deeper. No, and so, plus they they'll switch the bottom. They were going down there with a the shell pad. Right. So right they say that they don't actually do that anymore. They say that the days of them going down and blowing the blowing the feet up and all that after they've cut it down, they say they don't do that. From here on out, it doesn't matter. They'll leave at least a stub on the bottom. Yeah. That's what they say. Be nice, some nice snags for shrimp nets. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody better have a very accurate snag chart. 
I tell you what, you know, and I feel for the shrimpers this year. I, I don't even, I, you know, I hope and pray for each one of those guys. It does not look good for their future. No, nope. you know, um, that is another big story. I kind of been hearing from the from the fishing industry uh-huh. is that it doesn't look like we're going to stop importing shrimp anytime soon. No, and farm raised them too. I mean, they're farm raised and imported. That's just uh, that's just something how we've just taken so many American jobs away over the years. And I, I mean, shrimping's a tough enough business as it was even back in the good old days. Yeah, what, yeah. They, what it's come to now and all the buyback program and everything. And it just, uh, it's changed our base. No shrimping in them. I mean, the predators are just, uh, they're wreaking havoc on our schools of fish on shorelines and everything else due to lack of shrimping pressure. They used to tail those boats and eat all the coal. Yeah. Yeah. Now they gotta, they gotta come eat our fish. Yeah, I'm front boats with pack four and five deep down there in Freeport. Now you're lucky to see one. Hey yeah. man, opening day, you know, on May fifteenth, and then you had the August fifteenth fall season open. Yeah, I, I just my backyard in Trinity Bay alone, there would be two, three hundred boats out there yeah. dragging. Gee. Then you'd go over to East Bay, same thing, all up and down the channel, and. Now it's a it's a rare sight to see one or two shrimp boats when you make the big haul, you know, the big run through the bay yeah. system. It's crazy, man. Well, I think the only one you see in Freeport is if something happens and they just have to come in here and get parts or something and break down. Yeah. But there's no home base shrimp boats left in this whole river that I see. Maybe a bay shrimper, but not it's no a lot of It's a dying industry, boat. man. It's a, and that's a rotten shame. Yeah, it's they're a gone. rotten shame. I heard I, I was watching a documentary a couple of weeks ago, and they were saying that uh, you know on top of the imports of shrimp, or you know, and all that killing the price of shrimp, you know, a lot of the the South Texas shrimpers would get their uh, work visa guys from Mexico. Yeah, and, that's all you see on them boats right now. You know, and and uh, the they're the U.S. because of the import, you know, the, the, all the stuff that's going on on the border, the that is being nearly impossible if not going away with. But you know, it's probably you know, I guess that's debatable. But you know, their their workforce that they had is gone. And you know, that's 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 a trend, unfortunately, Mickey, that's happening across the across the US here, especially oh, yeah. here in Texas. And, you know, I always push for the industrial trade worker here and that no that's doubt. who I really I fight for the for the guys that, that are have the skills, pipe fitters, you know, boilermakers, welders, all those guys that have built everything around me, you know, and help me live and, and support my family. And that's who I'm after. And, and honestly, the way that the trend of industry here, just in industrial trade and chemical plants, refiners, stuff like that, it's been up and down so much that we can't keep, you can train a guy, you, you hire him, you can train him good. And about the time you get him about where you want him, the work for, or the, you know, the work drops out of the sky and you got to lay them off, and you never get them back. And oh, then you're back right. trying to train another guy again. And so that's not how this industry was for, no, I mean, no. I mean, that years. was That was, used to be a very stable industry. Once you got a job and got on in one of those plants, it was, you know, a lifetime deal. Retirement. Oh, yeah. There's zero security. There's zero. It's uh, uh, crazy. Know. They'll yeah. fire you in a minute, too. Yeah. And See so, man, oh, man. And it's. It's tough. It's tough, and I think that goes along with everything else. You know, I mean, the, the shrimping industry, the fishing industry, we're losing people left and right. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. if you 
you know, same it, way it, with it, oystermen too. You know, they're phasing them out. They're trying to get rid of all the oyster boats, and it's just that's one exactly after another. Gads, beware! You'll be next. You don't watch it, man. I mean, you know, it's going to get down to where you just have a handful of people doing it, and when they die, it's probably going to die with them. I mean, yeah. so, and, that, and that's a sad fact, you know. And this thing, you know, the shipping industry, along with that, you know, you go down to Fushan right now, and there's hundreds, hundreds of work boats tied up, tied up, been Cold sitting stack. up for years. So stacked, man. And you're talking about this. This is the Gulf of Mexico is one of the biggest booming. It was it was the first oil rig that was ever put in 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 the water was in the Gulf of Mexico, right off the U.S. shores. Man, there, there was so much industry that was oh, built off. Oh, such a big deal! Supply boats going out to rigs. I mean, it was just uh, golly, it was just people don't realize how big and vast that industry was, and now it's it's yeah. pretty much nothing now. It it, 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 it died. You know, oh. it really is. Well, and there's not elections have consequences that came with all these different ideas and all this green green energy stuff. It's been going on for years. It's it's been planned yeah. forever, and uh, yeah. you know, here's the irony: of the whole thing too. So they're doing these these they're doing these uh, uh, water leases for uh, windmill farms, but as it turns, one of the trade offs is that for every lease that they lease. As far as windmill farms out in the Gulf, they have to lease an oil lease with it. So it's you know when you see one come up, uh, a, a wind farm lease, they have to have a oil lease to lease with it. So they just lease these ones off of. There's about there's about ten leases that I know of wind farm leases, which makes me believe that there's at least ten oil leases also that go that are going up. And you're not seeing the drill ships out there. Where's where are we putting in this? You know, where's the oil rigs coming? I mean, they, they leased it. Oil folks love drilling, so why are we not drilling? You know, what is the deal? It's against They're, policy. Yeah, not doing it right now. I think it costs so I much. I think the money cost too. of it is a there big, big, big part of it. It's know? all about money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, since I started this whole thing with the wind farm thing, again, my deal is the construction part of it. You know, I'm, I'm bidding on and looking on projects that are being built in the, in California right now and on the East Coast to fabricate here in Texas and to take over to California and take over to the East Coast. Now, you got to ask yourself, man, you know, transportation is probably, I mean, a very large percentage of what it costs to make something. You know, I can make it here for a certain price, but it takes me a whole lot to, to transport it one way or the other. It cost almost people, as much to transport as it did to build it. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you want to truck something across. Why not the country. build it where it's going to be used? So that's that's the good point. I mean, it's the way that, it used to be. And and, and it's it's a tough thing, right? So apparently, though, in, in California and on the East Coast, they they it costs so much to build it right next to their sites that they're thinking it's going to be cheaper to build it in Texas and transport all the way over, even with all the transportation. Well, because we don't have all the bureaucratic bullcorn. You know, yeah, we don't have all the laws and the restrictions and everything else. I mean, like I said earlier, elections have consequences. They do. They do. You know, but one thing that Texas does have, <clears throat> we have a lot of steel mills, and we have a lot of industry that's already in play through the refineries and everything like that. So we have, let's just say, cheap materials. We have cheap materials, which is good, you know, for us. 
So, I mean, my focus is uh, uh, trying to go out and get construction, however that comes about. I mean, you know, the windmill farms thing would be great because it's sitting right here in my backyard and I could camp out for 20 years and have work for all my guys and everybody right. around me for a long time. And we can spread it or we can spread it from Galveston to Spread Victoria, the wealth. You know. That's, and, that's and, how you build uh, lucrative communities. That's it. You know what, though? I'd be just as happy building uh, uh, oil platforms too. I don't really care. You know, it doesn't. And that's me personally. I'm not talking the industry wide or anything, but yeah. I just want. You want to build something? You come get. I'll, I'll build whatever you want. You know. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, anyway, enough of that, man. You, build uh, a fishery. Yeah. yeah. Have you? Uh, I'm gonna get completely off topic here, man. But did you did you see that uh, 350 Honda that came out? Yes, I did. Yeah, that's pretty cool. What do you, you think about that, man? That looks neat. It looks neat. It looks space age. I tell you that. Yeah, it's it's a nice looking engine, and uh, I can't wait to uh, run one. Yeah, looks like it won't. You know, I was hoping that uh, my new motor. Uh, you know, yeah, I'm it's not a little set- big. It's a little big for my boat, but uh, you know that. <laughs> 250, you know, is such a, well, it's the same engine, except it's just a V8 instead of a V6. Right, right, exactly. You I understand the weight. The weight's uh, it's almost 800 pounds. Oh, yeah. Bad. No, seven, uh, 760, I think, or 770. Yeah, it's seven yeah. something, yeah, up there. But, I mean, it's a V8. <laughs> it's supposed to weigh that it, much. And Honda doesn't yeah. skimp on product, you know, and uh, no. material. They're gonna make something hardy, that's for sure. It's you gonna know be that. hardy and heavy duty, man. Yeah, I mean, and look at the gear cases, the size of the gear cases on the two fifties. It just you oh know, yeah, they're insane, and they're all and they're all stainless, big old huge. Those things weigh a ton. You know, they weigh yeah. probably twice the other one. They want to make those bulletproof, you know. And I could, I could, I could talk to you for the next hour about the the engineering behind it. What I've what I've been told. Anyways, those three fifties though they say they're gonna be uh they're they're like I don't even wanna say percentage, more efficient than any other three fifty on the market. Unfortunately, my motors I wouldn't actually have to get new motors until March. And I probably will wait, but uh as it turns out, according to Fernando, uh, the European market bought up a lot of the those three fifties. So the the first production ones are gonna go, stay in Europe, I think. Right. Initially. So you won't be actually seeing. Well, we'll let the we'll, we'll let them work the bugs out of them before we start. Yeah. That's, right. There you go. But hey, that's what it's all about, man. Uh, efficiency and uh, dependability, and I, yeah. that's that's the two keys for what I'd spend my money on. You know, that's uh, that yeah. goes a long ways. Well, hey, I'm out of time, boys. That went by quick. If uh, yeah. somebody wants to reach out to you guys and. Uh, Build some windmills or go fishing. <laughs> they get a hold of you. Well, I want to. I want to also add that I have my uh, 2022 triple set of motors too that are for sale right now, and uh, you know they have been all summer. I've got. I can't believe you hadn't sold those yet. I figure somebody yeah. snatched those up quick. That's a bargain. And, you know what? I think it's just the the the. Or you know, anything the whole country wide is just kind of like on a little dip right now, and I understand yeah. that the. Uh, great kind of thing but it is what it is if you want some you want some great motors and for a really good price you call me 
Call me anytime, 979-417-1013, or go to our website, stsladventure.com. And Monty, well, you can call me, and I'll forward, uh, I'll get you over to Monty. <laughs> I promise you, you will. All right, boys. Hey, y'all have a good Sunday. All right, brother. We'll have some people on this coming week, so stay tuned. All right. Go Astros. See you, man. All right. It's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 